Good morning. I too would like to welcome everyone out to the services this morning. back in the services as soon as possible. I too would like to thank everybody for being here yesterday. I know we had a good time yesterday. The, uh, the itinerary for yesterday was set in place. I talked to Tim and Sandy about that uh, Wednesday. Uh, their anniversary deal yesterday, you know, went from, from 10 to 12, and I thought, you know, it'd be neat because we had the, the 50th anniversary yesterday and, and Bailey and, and Ethan's deal today, so the 50-year anniversary and new marriage. I thought it'd be good you know, if Tim could get up and just say a few words, uh, he'd been married 50 years, maybe he could give us his advice on everything he knows about women. Uh, so I told Sandy I'd give him till 10.02. <laughs> she said that's too long. But uh, no. The horns out the door. I said, man, that's kind of kind of neat, 50 years. She goes, yeah, they're cute kids. <laughs> 70 years there, so. Everything's in perspective, I guess. 70 years. You know, I know the show, the, the chosen, and anxiously anticipating the next next season of that. But for those that are uh, unfamiliar with that show, uh, it's a show that's it's based on the life of our Lord and Savior. Now, obviously, there are some things in the show that you know were added by the writers, but but surprisingly, the show's been been fairly accurate. It's completely crowdfunded, which is interesting. In other words, there's no big companies backing them, giving them money. And as of 2021, the viewers had contributed $40 million towards its production. By far, entertainment project ever. It's available free through an app. You can, you can donate there. Me and my family have really enjoyed this series. The goal of the writers was to see Jesus in the eyes of those around him closest to him. And brother, I'll tell you something. It is tough to watch one of those episodes without kind of getting tearing up and, and, and losing it at times. But anyways, over the, the Christmas holidays, the writers released what they called Christmas with the Chosen, uh, The Messengers. And it played in movie theaters. It's supposed to be two days originally, but I think it went on for about a week or so, and, and me and Lori were able to make it to, to one of those showings. And we were talking with Mark and Kelly about this last night, and I'll be honest, it really wasn't what I was expecting out of that show, I, it was totally different than, than what I was expecting. It was kind of like two different sections or two different things going on. One was obviously uh, scenes from the birth of, of Christ, and, and like the rest of the series, it, it kind of brought some things to, to life that, that you, I guess, didn't think of or I didn't think of until I seen it on the screen. You know, one example is when, when Jesus is, is in the manger there, and you know, until you see it, I guess, at least I didn't think about it. But somebody had to sweep up the manure so your Lord and Savior would have a place to sleep that night and where his mother could sit down. It's just those little things kind of brought things into perspective. But that's throughout the series, very interesting. The other part, uh, musical artists, they're, uh, they were singing Christmas songs and different contemporary music. And these artists would then be interviewed during this series and how they impacted their lives and all this different thing. Pretty interesting. But throughout the movie, like the show, you're constantly, you got that lump in your throat, you're trying not to tear up, especially in the movie theater, but it, it was happening and it just became too much. When a guy named Brandon Lake, one of the artists, he sings Gratitude. I'd never heard this song before, I'm not real sure I've ever heard of, of Brandon Lake before, but I want to read you a few of his lyrics from this song. <clears throat> it says, all my words fall short and I've got nothing new. 
how could I express all my gratitude? I could sing these songs as I... So I... A hallelujah. And I know it's not much, but I have nothing else fit for a king except for a heart singing hallelujah, hallelujah. And you know, when you hear a song, especially in a crowded movie theater, you think you hear something, but you, you didn't really hear it. And, and I couldn't hear the words real well. And, and I'm, I'm thinking, what, what did he, did I just hear what I just heard? So I, I lean over to Lori to try to figure out, what did he just say? Well, she's already crying, so I know he said something important. And then he sings the chorus again. And I want you to listen to this. So I throw up my hands and I praise you again and again because all that I have is a hallelujah, a hallelujah, and I know it's not much, but I have nothing else fit for a king. I have nothing else fit for a king, the king of kings. You know, as I start a new year, I like to reflect on the past year. I like to make goals for my upcoming year. I've done that. A teacher in high school taught me that when I was about 15 years old, and I've always done it ever since. And, you know, we've discussed and studied this before here about making spiritual goals. Lori and I attempt to, to set spiritual grow, goals to help in our growth and the growth of our family. And as I sat in this movie theater thinking about just those few words, I know it's not much, but nothing else fit for a king. I thought, you know, that's a goal right there. That is something that I can grow in right there, gratitude. And brother, that is really all you can give your king, your God. Sincere and unwavering gratitude. So this morning I'd like to briefly talk to you about gratitude because I believe there is a little bit of confusion about what gratitude really is. And we'll start by defining gratitude and what it actually means. You see, we look at thankfulness and we look at gratitude as the same thing. And the truth is, I don't believe you can have gratitude without thankfulness, but you can absolutely be thankful without gratitude. Again, I understand that these words are often used interchangeably, and I'm not saying that's necessarily wrong or that I have an issue with that, but I believe there is a difference. And that difference is vital to understand, and I believe it's a difference that Christians should not only understand but acknowledge. Being grateful is defined by Webster's as appreciative of benefits received, and thankful is defined as being conscious of benefits received and also well-pleased. This is from an article from Happier Human. There are multiple layers and definitions of gratitude, making it a more complex concept than being thankful. Feeling gratitude can be expressed in many ways and at multiple levels of complexity, spanning from a shorter change in effect, similar to being thankful, to a long-term changes in personal temperament. Being grateful isn't just about performing one action. It's also an emotion that serves a positive biological purpose. Gratitude embodies a general state of thankfulness. An article in Positive Psychology explains gratitude is not just an action. It is a positive emotion that serves a biological purpose. And they argue that gratitude is more than feeling thankful. It is a deeper appreciation for someone or something that produces a larger, lasting positivity. In other words, gratitude is a change of heart and mind, which causes a change in emotion and a change of behavior due to your thankfulness. Thankfulness is really just an act you engage in after a benefit is received. Thankfulness is often short-lived. 
For example, when someone holds the door for you and you're walking into a restaurant, you thank them because you are thankful. But that single act and that single thank you most likely did not change your emotions, it did not change your behavior, and it sure did not change your future actions. Most likely, as you walked into that store or that restaurant, you forgot about that person holding that door for you within minutes. It's true, you were thank thankful, and the thank you was sincere, but that was thankfulness, and it was not gratitude. In that same article, they found gratitude has numerous effects to include enhanced well-being, deeper relationships, improved optimism, increased happiness, stronger self-control, better physical and mental health, overall better life, stronger athleticism, stronger neurologically based morality. I thought that one was interesting. And the list goes on. Did you know somehow they did a study on the brain and the receptors, I guess, I don't know, and found it is physically impossible to show signs of anxiety when you have gratefulness. You cannot physically do both. My question to you this morning as a group of believers and children of God, this family, are you thankful or are you grateful? Does your thankfulness stop there? Lord, thank you for the food. Thank you for my job. Thank you for everything. And that's it. I ask because I don't believe your God just wants your thanks. God wants your gratefulness. The first thing we need to recognize is that God calls us to be a grateful people. I know it's not much, but I have nothing else fit for a king. What are you going to give your almighty and all-powerful God, the creator of all things, including you? What could you possibly give the I am? You give him gratitude. Lord, I have nothing I could possibly give you. You are my king, but I give you me. I give you all of me and all that I am and all that I can be because of your grace and your mercy and your love. I give you my heart and I give you my soul. And I will spend my days worshiping and praising you not only because you've asked that of me, but because I am grateful. I know it's not much. I have nothing else fit for a king. 2 Corinthians 4 and 15, for all Uh, thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. God is glorified through your gratitude. And again, I'm not saying we should not give thanks. Matter of fact, we are commanded to do that. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18, And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Philippians 4 and 6, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. Absolutely, we pray without ceasing, thanking God for being God. James 1 and 16, Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and coming down from the Father of lights, with whom is not variableness, neither shadow of turning. I know we give thanks, but does your thanks end there? Or does this thankfulness transform or grow into gratitude? Your gratefulness, because it will be seen in your life, glorifies God. Psalms 105 and 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Make known His deeds among the people. Give God the glory for your, uh, through your gratitude. What else can you give the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords but you and all of you? 
The second thing we need to understand is that showing gratitude not only glorifies God, but it causes growth in us as Christians. So, man, <laughs> life is tough right now. It's a little hectic. It's, it's kind of hard. I'm always running around. I, I'm burning the candle at both ends, and, and, and it's just it's unbearable at times. How am I supposed to have a heart of gratitude <clears throat> when everything around me is falling apart? Philippians 4 and 6, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Having a grateful attitude brings peace in your life. Are you anxious? Are you depressed? Sean, I just, man, I just want a little peace in my life. Why don't you find gratitude first? I know we pray it, but do you live it? God, you're an awesome God. You're an all-powerful God. You created everything and still thought to create me. For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, that my soul knoweth right well. You know, Psalms 139, as you know, I use it quite a bit. I love that, that, uh, that passage in just about every sermon I seem to do. But in verse 5, we often fit, uh, skip that. Verse 5 says, And laid thy hand upon me. Have you ever thought about that? Your God handcrafted you. Your God touched you. He knows you. All the thoughts. People may think that they know their God, but brother and sister, your God, your God knows you. And your God understands, and your God interacts with you, and He lives in you, and He dwells in you. Be grateful and give your life to Him because He chose to create you. Mark mentioned this in his, in his prayer, and all the world and all the heaven and the earth and all the people that have ever been created that have ever existed, He still took the time to make you. That's your God. And I think that deserves a little more than a thank you. It demands a spirit of gratitude. The third thing that we need to recognize is that being grateful and having a grateful heart brings peace, but with peace also comes contentment. 1 Timothy 6 and 6, But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out, and having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. Have you ever met somebody that was actually, genuinely content? It's great to be around those folks. You don't get that way by being thankful. That is beyond being thankful. That is being grateful. There is a change of heart and emotion and a change of behavior there. During John Wesley's uh, student days, a, uh, a poor porter, a uh, guy that carries out luggage, uh, knocked on his door one evening, and he wanted to come in and have a talk with him and, and you know, ask him some questions and everything else. And, and Wesley notices, he said, man, your, your coat's kind of thin and wore out, and it's cold outside. The poor looked at him and said, yeah, but it's the only coat I have, and I, I thank God for it. A little bit later, he asked him, he said, man, have you eaten today? He goes, no, I haven't had anything to eat, but I had some water earlier, and I thank God for that glass of water. I guess Wesley was, you know, getting ready to go to bed, whatever the case was. He goes, man, you probably ought to be, get going. You're 
going to get locked up, and you ain't going to have a place to lay your head tonight. And then, then what you going to thank God for? He goes, I thank God for the dry ground that I had to sleep on. He finally had had enough. He just asked him, he says, you know, you thank God when you have no clothes, you thank God when you have no food, and you thank God when you have no bed to lie on. What else do you thank God for? And he says, I thank God that he has given me life, a heart to love him, and a desire to serve him. That porter later left with Wesley's jacket and, and money for food, and Wesley wrote this in his journal. I shall never forget that porter. He convinced me there is something in religion to which I am a stranger. I know I too am definitely a stranger to some things. Going without is not one of them. I've always had plenty of food and everything else. I don't think that's all Wesley was talking about here. There's something in religion to which I am a stranger. Maybe he was a stranger to being content. I know I've been guilty of that. I've been guilty of failing to be content because I've failed to be grateful to my God. I've failed to recognize the many blessings that he's given me. Taking my family for granted, my friends, my relationships that he's provided me. I've simply failed to be grateful for life itself. And if I, I think if you take an honest look at yourself and your heart, you can see those times that you've done the same thing. And I realize we are talking about how gratefulness brings about contentment, but on the other side, what better way to be grateful, to honor and praise God, than to be content with the life that He's given you? Philippians 4 and 11, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and both to, be, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. You know, once I get this, and once I get that, I'll be content. No, you won't. You'll just want more. It's not a materialistic problem if you have this issue. It's a heart problem. What you're really saying is, I will be content when I have all my heart desires. It's not your situation that needs to change. It's your heart. And that's the problem. Solomon tried it and it didn't work for him. Ecclesiastes 1 and 14, I've seen all the works that are done under the sun, and behold, all the Spirit. If this is a condition that you're in, you will never get enough or obtain enough. It's your heart. True gratitude cannot be present in a person that is not content with their circumstances in their life. Well, Sean, time out. How are we to be grateful for those rough times? 1 Thessalonians 5 and 16, Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And we often mess this verse up. God did not instruct us to give thanks for those times. He said in everything in those rough times. And there's a difference. You can give thanks in those times, not give thanks for them. You'd have to ask Mark, but I'm pretty confident it was Uncle Clyde. He would tell the story of this old uh, country preacher that you know he was known for his praying, and man, he thanked God for this. and thank, He was always thinking it, it, there was never anything negative. It was always positive in these prayers. 
Well, this little town suffered some, some bad weather, destroyed some crops, and they were all showing up that Sunday morning trying to figure out, well, what's old brother so-and-so going to pray for today because everything's messed up in our lives. And he got up there and he started his prayer and he said, God, we thank you that all our days are not like this one. In everything, be thankful. Not just in the good times. Contentment goes hand in hand with gratitude. The next thing we need to recognize when you become more grateful and you become more content, you know what naturally occurs? Joy enters your life. Psalms 126 and 1, Song of Decrees, When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, when we were like them that dream, then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath gone great, uh, done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. I want you to understand something. There's different types and different levels of joy and happiness. But there's one thing true. You can still have scriptural joy and may not be happy about something or your circumstances that you're in. James speaks to that in James 1 and 2. My brother, count it all joy when you fall. How do we have temptation? Because we have joy in our faith. We have joy in the love of our Father and we have joy in the hope of salvation. You know, we've lost a lot of folks. Brother Robin McFadden, when he died, I was not happy. I was sad. But I've got to be honest with you, I was a little excited for him too. I had joy in my heart knowing where my brother was headed. The world doesn't understand that. They don't get that. They cannot fathom that. Brethren, be grateful that as a Christian you can. Be grateful you live or should be living a life of joy, a life of hope, a life of God's promises fulfilled. Have joy and be grateful for the many promises God has made. Be grateful that your God is a God of His Word. Do you recognize that? Moses did and turned to Numbers 23 and 19. God is not a man that He should lie. Neither the Son of Man that He should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Writer in Hebrews, Hebrews 6 and 18, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation that had fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into the within the veil. High priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The psalmist in Psalms 89 and 34 recognizes this. My covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. That's your God. A God that keeps His word. And that should bring us great joy and a grateful heart. Peace and joy and contentment. Do you notice that all those things, that gratitude brings them about? yes. But they're also the other way around. They also bring about gratitude and vice versa. They work hand in hand with one another. It's almost as if you can't have one without the other. I know it's not much. I'm nothing else fit for a king. How do I get there? How do I go from thankfulness to gratefulness? Brothers and sisters, there's only one way. You have to have more than a working understanding of your God. You have to know God. You have to have a personal relationship with your Almighty. 
You have to have a personal relationship with your God so you can begin to understand how awesome your God is. When you look at your life and you say, God, I will give you all, but I've got nothing worthy. I'm nothing fit for a king. I'm not worthy to be called one of yours. That's gratitude. When you acknowledge that you, what you are and what you have is just, it's not enough. It's only through his grace and his mercy. It's gratitude. Let's turn to the book of Luke and Luke 18 and verse 10. Two men. twice in the week I give tithes of all that I possess and the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes into heaven but smote upon his breast saying God be merciful to me a sinner I tell you this man went down to his house justified rather than the other for everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased and he that humbleth himself shall be exhausted and I know I know we take a lot of lessons from this reading a lot of different sermon topics especially out of humility from this reading but you tell me, you tell me who was thankful, and I could argue that, who was thankful and who had sincere gratitude. Let me be that. You know what my goal for 2022 is? You want to know my New Year's resolution? You forget losing weight, forget making more money, forget the fancy vacation, the new car. You just give me the humility and the love and the gratitude to be unable to lift my eyes to my God. I want to be so grateful I am incapable of understanding God's mercy. I want to be unable to possibly fathom why he could love a sinner like me. I believe that's not only the sign of maturing as a Christian, but that's that outward showing of gratitude that we're talking about this morning. I cannot tell you the number of times uh, I've looked around this family during different functions, during our song service, and, and witnessed countless people you know, wiping away tears. You know, ah, that, that's Lori. You know how she is. She's, she's emotional these days. Or Katrina over there. You know, every time you leave that one song, she's going to break. Now, brothers and sisters, <laughs> that's not it. Their thankfulness has moved to gratitude. When you sing Amazing Grace, you're not singing the words, you're living it. And when you sing how great thou art, you are astonished that your God still thought to make you. And that he still knows every thought and every care each and every day of your life. David covers that in that Psalms too. Sean, I'm with you, man. I too, I want that go also. I want to be a child of God that is not just thankful but is grateful. How do we do that? Again, we must know our God. We have to have a relationship with Him. He is not a God of Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. He is your God. We must get into His Word. We must come to learn more about our God through what He says and teaches us. You've got to get to know Him. Can you really show true gratitude if you don't know what He has done and continues to do for you? Matter of fact, I believe it would be impossible to do that probably one of the number one causes of ingratitude is lack of knowing your God 
Romans 15 and 4, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. One of Brother Anthony's verses he loves to use. We've already talked about this this morning, but you can have a, cannot have a relationship without communication. Failure to communicate is a relationship killer, especially in marriage. Do you think it's any different with your relationship with your Heavenly Father? It's not. And I want to ask you something this morning. I want you to be honest about this. How's your prayer life? And where's that? Is it the same old, same old at every meal before I go to bed with the kids type of prayer life? Are your prayers prayers of thanks or are they prayers of gratitude? When you pray to your God, do you feel yourself thinking, man, my, I just don't have the words. My words just aren't enough right now. God, there's nothing that I can say. I don't have the words. Brother, that's that gratitude emotion inside of you. And I know it's not much, but I have nothing else fit for a king. That is the emotion beyond things. What do you say to an almighty God? I got this from that song, and I appreciate Zach leading it, but words are not enough to tell you of our, of our love, so just listen to our hearts. Brother, if you have sincere gratitude and love for your Heavenly Father and everything that He has done for you, I believe it is perfectly acceptable at that time to, to say to your Father, God, I come to you in prayer, but I, I, ha I haven't the words. Just listen to my heart. Search my heart and know that I love you and I cannot begin to show you the gratitude that you deserve. I have nothing fit for you. But what I can give you is me. Brother, if you want to grow closer to God, grow closer to His people. You want to show God true, sincere gratitude, be a part of His family. This group of people sitting here today is your family. We are to worship Him in spirit and in truth. We are to assemble here. Assemble here with other saints for God's glory. We are to study His Word, pray to Him, sing praises, and most importantly, remember His Son in the sacrifice that he made. Doing those things with a sincere heart shows gratitude. God, how could I ever thank you enough? Why don't you remember what I did for you? Sing praises to me. Lift up your voice in praise. So I throw up my hands and I praise you again and again. I know it's not much. But I'm nothing else fit for a king. You know what I find amazing? As I was studying this, your God don't ask for anything more than that. He just wants you to love Him. And that's amazing to me. Father, how could I ever repay you? Love me with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. Love your neighbor as thyself. You want to show God gratitude? Love. I thank Him for my heart to love Him and for my desire to serve Him. Lord, I got nothing else to give you, but I give you not all that I have, but all that I am. I dedicate myself to you. There was a missionary couple on their way back from Africa on one of their many trips. They would go there and they would feed the hungry and, and, and clothe the naked, spread the word of God, help the orphans. Just so happens on the way back, President Teddy Roosevelt was on the same ship coming back from one of his African safaris. This couple began to notice how everyone on the ship just kind of followed him around everywhere he went. Crowds were always around him, paying him attention. 
He had this entourage at all times kind of singing his praises, clamoring around him. When they docked back at the States, the husband looked out and could see hundreds, if not thousands of people just waiting for the president's return home. It's almost like a, a parade. They were holding up banners. The husband started getting a little aggravated. Told his wife how wrong it was. This guy went over there and goes hunting, and he's welcomed home with this praise. And they received nothing. He went over there to have fun while we were feeding the hungry and clothing the naked. Who is here to greet us when we arrived home? They get off ship and they go home. The husband became more and more upset about how unfair and unrecognized their labor had been. No one was there when they arrived home. No one was there when they arrived home to praise them and to welcome them. When they arrived home, there was no parade. When they arrived home, not a single person acknowledged it. The wife looked at him and said, maybe you need to go pray about this. So he went in his room and he prayed. He came back, tears in his eyes, Bible in his hand. She says, I guess God gave you an answer. And he says, yes, he did. He reminded me, we're not home yet. Brothers and sisters, we need to remember John 14. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father. So I will go prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. I receive you unto myself. And there I am. There ye may be also. Brethren, we're not home yet. We will be someday. And that is worth giving him everything that you are everything that you have, and everything that you desire to be, even though it sometimes just don't seem enough, that is his desire. I have nothing else fit for a king. Yes, you do. It's you. That's what he wants. Your love for him. He wants you to accept him as your Lord and Savior. He wants you to believe in him. Confess his name. Repent of your past life and be buried with Him in baptism for the remission of your sins. You want to show gratitude to the I Am? Become one of His children. Choose to call Him Father. If you're here this morning and would like to become a child of God, if you would like to be baptized, perhaps you've walked this life with, with no gratitude and realize you need to change that behavior and like the prayers of the church, we would ask you to please come forward as we stand and sing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.